0: Hello, Racine. Welcome to the podcast. It's been a long time coming. How do you feel? Good. Thanks for having me, Tony. It's been it's my pleasure. Yeah. So do you want to quickly introduce yourself? What What do you do? Uh, what team you work on? Sure. Um, yeah.
1: Uh, let's see. Well, we, we talked about my name. It's Racine. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I'm a designer on the safety team at Uber, and. Uh, what that looks like is creating safety tools, some things that you see, and some things that we do on your behalf as a rider and or driver or courier. And so, yeah.
0: Awesome. Um, before we dive into your work, and I'm just curious, what what do you do outside of work? What are your hobbies?
1: Yeah. Um, I would say some of my hobbies are uh, typical design things like photography, art. I love taking photos. I love going to the museum. Um, lately it's been about politics. I've just been getting a lot more interested in politics, uh, just especially given the political climate right now. Um, and I think that to some degree influences my work and what I do at Uber. Um, cause I think I'm constantly thinking about like the intersectionalities of, uh, everyone's experience and carrying that into the safety products that I build, partly because, uh, the way that, uh, I perceive the world will be different than the way that you perceive the world. And, making sure that uh, a rider or driver feels safe in the way that you know they want to be uh safe is important
0: that's awesome um that's actually very interesting because i feel like this is something a lot of designers do innately but perhaps they are either not aware or not conscious of the fact that they have this take on the world which is like they have got to be aware of different people's perspectives um Can you give me an example of how, let's say, your interest in politics actually influenced your decision in design?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I would say uh, I think I'm constantly thinking about when I'm designing a product. I mean, I think we always talk about, like, designing for the user in mind. Um, But I also think about how this product will be used by, not only men and women, but uh, you know gender non conforming people or uh, an african American or an Asian person, just like these different cultures and how they interact with our product, I think is important to to think about because I think these nuances are important to how people have good or bad experiences on our platform
0: cool that's awesome um, let's shift gears a little bit. Uh, I always start with the question, how did you get into the work?" You do without telling us your life story with every little detail, but sort of a higher high level overview of how did you actually end up getting to do the work you do
1: uh, I attended i guess the TLDR is school uh, i I went to the University of central Florida um, I was a student athlete there, um, and I also majored in uh, digital media with the focus of interactive systems uh, and so a lot of my school really uh, lends itself really nicely to um, doing web and mobile development. That's, like, basically what my entire curriculum was centered around, which is really cool. Um, And then just being prolific, just constantly practicing and trying new things. And even if it's not, like, a project I had, like, with work per se, um, I would always, like, dabble and tinker and, like, uh, come up with, like, new ideas. And I think uh, that sort of, like got me to where I am today.
0: What do you think gave you that drive to be prolific and do lots of work?
1: Yeah, I would say that sort of came from athletics for me. Um, I think in taking the same shot over and over and over again, um, some missing, some making, but like learning from those mistakes kind of like lends itself really nicely to sort of develop the habits that you need. Um, to be prolific Um, so regardless if it's you know learning a new sport or learning a new tool or software or uh, you know learning how to code um, I think being prolific and you know trying new things and continuing to try I think is an important thing that um, I think all great acts have um, in common yeah
0: I'm curious how you sort of saw yourself when you were in university. Did you put yourself as a, thought yourself as a athlete first or as a designer first? Or did you not assign any labels or just like, hey, it's just me? Um, I think I was in
1: equal parts, um, but I would, I take that back. I, I think I was more of a designer than an athlete. I was an okay athlete. Um, But sports is more my second love. I was sort of the kid just kind of growing up, uh, drawing and coloring. My mom had a computer growing up because she had, like, her own business. And whenever she wasn't on her computer working, I would jump on it and, you know, log into, like, Neopets and, like, uh, hack away at my, like, Pets page and, like, you know, make it all beautiful and and interactive. And then when my mom was at work um, on the computer, I would be in my room drawing and coloring. And so I think that... Is more of where my foundation lies.
0: Interesting. Yeah. And that, I assume, was just a hobby or something you liked doing when you were a kid? Uh, it was.
1: Right? Um, I think I always sort of knew I wanted to be some form of a designer. And I think over time, it sort of like evolved and developed into other things. Um, yeah, there was a period I wanted to be a game designer, I wanted to be a comic illustrator. And so over time, it just sort of like landed on product design.
0: How did you make that jump? Because a lot of kids are interested in a lot of things when they were growing up, but then they somehow pick another career into something totally different. It's like, how did you naturally make that jump between, hey, I used to be able to do this, I'm gonna continue doing this as a career path. Yeah, I mean, I was also that kid of just like,
1: I think I wanna be a firefighter and then I wanna be an astronaut. And so I think I would just like go do a bit of research into like what it takes to be these types of professions. Um, I think being an astronaut requires you to have 20-20 vision or something to that effect. And I wear glasses um, because my vision's not that great. And so I was like, okay, great. Can't be an astronaut. What else can I be? And so I just kind of like process of elimination. Um, and then also, I think in just finding a love for design and art and just drawing and coloring and just like creating things, um, it became more and more evident to me that this is what I wanted to do.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. And then at a certain point, you were like, "Okay, actually, I'm going to make a career out of this because I've done some research and there is a way of making money. And
1: I don't think I ever really thought about the money. I think for me, it was just like, this sounds like a fun thing to go to work and do.
0: And I would love to do this thing. Um, And you knew there were work opportunities, right? Like if it was completely no opportunity, would you say you would still go into it?
1: I did know that web design was a job when I graduated college. And I was like, this sounds cool. I like to do the design pieces of it. I don't want to do the coding pieces. Is there anything in that realm that I can do? And then I did like a startup weekend, um, which was like an event. Um, it's sort of like a hackathon of sorts. And our team won. We created this app called Fusey. Fuelzy? basically what that app was uh, was an, a gas app that sort of it was at a time where uh, fuel prices were like outrageous and so we created an app that made it easier for you to compare prices without having to like go to a location and then compare with a location that you saw on the way right. um, and i fell in love with the whole process uh, and i was like this sounds cool i would love to just do this um, and i had a really good uh, engineer friend who was like yeah I have a ton of projects. If you want to be my contractor, you can absolutely do that. And so I was like, yes. And then I like kind of like went back and like figured it out, um, and just like looking at lots of really good examples of interaction design and uh, UI design and like great UX examples. Um, but I didn't really think about the money. I just had a lot of fun doing it, um, and it just sort of happened that it was a pretty good career. Um, but I, there was a point in time where I wanted to be a graphic designer as well, and they, at the time, it wasn't as lucrative as like being a doctor like my parents wanted me to be. And I was like, well, sorry, Mom, but this is what I want to do, and so this is just what my life is going to be. It's going to be okay because I'm going to enjoy doing this thing. Um, and so I think that's where I've always sort of like approached everything in, in my life. It's just like, okay, do I enjoy doing this? Um, yes, then let's continue pursuing this and like really explore like what that looks like.
0: Was this how you got into sports as well, I wonder? Because you really enjoyed, like, hey, I really enjoyed playing sports um, and I'm just gonna try to do more of it.
1: Yeah, uh, well first I tried out for the soccer team, funny story. Um, there was like weeks leading up to it. I practiced with my dad, because my parents are Jamaican, and soccer is like a big thing. If it's not soccer, it's like track. Um, and so I was like, great, I'll try it for the soccer team. And then I didn't make the team, and I was like, OK, uh, I'm five nine and in the ninth grade, let's try it for basketball. Uh, and then I was horrible, but I made the team, because I was really tall. Um, I mean, horrible. Uh, and then I was like, OK, I mean, I made the team. This is what I wanted to do, and let's let's figure out how to be better at this thing. And yeah, I, I sort of like fell in love with it more and more the more I practiced. And so, it, and then I saw that like you know with my height and my abilities, if I became like really good, there's an opportunity there to like play in college or even play pro. And so for me, I was like, yeah, this sounds like a fun thing to do. And so I kind of just like with everything I do, I just kind of like jumped right into it. And was like, yeah, let's let's do this. Let's let's see how far we can take this basketball thing.
0: Nice, and you took it pretty far because not a lot of people can make it to the college level. Um, what was the thing that was just like, it got super competitive and you had to put in a huge amount of work that made you decide, hey, you know what, uh, even though I like basketball and sports, I'm going to double down on design because I really like design and I don't have so much time. Is that a, the reason why you decided to, uh, to double down on one thing?
1: Uh, I I think it kind of goes back to, I think design was always my first love. I fell in love with basketball after, and I think if I was going to do something, I'm going to do it wholeheartedly and, like, really try to be the best I can at it. Yeah. Um, But I think in going to college, learning all these cool things and technology, I was like, this is fun. I love doing this. And I think I sort of had two loves for a time, but, you know, basketball sort of has uh, an end time for me, and so I kind of, like, know naturally moved on and continue my first love
0: nice and going back to your first love of design now that you had a, a few years of like very dedicated serious sports uh time did you see any parallels looking back since you've been doing design for quite a while now too uh is there any things like um that you see now that you are like hey that taught me this or um
1: yeah uh yeah And in in playing sports, there's a lot of, like, really great times and, like, winning championships uh, and getting all this media coverage. um, But there's a lot of really dark times where, you know, it's just, like, killer practices where you're just, like, whew, it's, it's rough. But it's all those, like, failures and, like, you know, really intense practices that, like, teaches you how to, like, just, like stick to the goal, stick to the plan, and, you know, these things will pay off. And I think that, to me, has been, like, the biggest lesson and, like, that I take with me in design and just, like, when you're building a product, like, there are going to be times where you're either on the time crunch or it's just, like, you're still in the trough of, like, trying to figure out, like, you know, what's the best experience for this product, and I think you just kind of have to go back to your process of, like, okay, is it still is it clear in going through this design process no okay let's let's go back to research let's do some more research let's let's continue to iterate on it until it's like good um and I think I think in knowing that and trusting that process both in athletics in uh design is important um I think that's what I sort of like took from athletics
0: I would even wager that it's not just design work; it's probably even life, right? Because life has ups and downs, and you can even you can extrapolate that into other things, like perhaps even bigger things that can uh, be with us throughout. Like this principle of like sticking through and going back to your principles. And, yeah, 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 That's absolutely. awesome, Yeah, I can definitely see myself like echoing what you just said there, because I, I definitely learned the same thing just doing like doing random other work stuff not related to design. So, yeah, yeah. I feel like that goes back to the mentality of stoicism. Like a lot of people in the office have been talking about stoicism recently. So I'm like, okay, I can see that. It's just like sticking to your principles and regardless of what the external environment is, you might have highs, you might have lows, but, um, almost always know that like, if you have yourself and you you work on the things you you've known to, you know, give you success, you can overcome things. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, um,
0: absolutely. That's fascinating. Um, I picked up like something you said about working on this project called Fusey, right? Uh-huh. You said you fell in love in the process. I wonder if you can elaborate on what specifically made you fall, fall in love with building a thing.
1: Yeah. Uh, I think the founder had an idea, and he was like, this is what my idea is. I don't know what it will look like, but like, go crazy. And I was like, okay. And in in doing that, I was like, okay, like let's let's go on the internet. Let's figure this out. Let's how what is the process? And uh, there was a bunch of things online, and there was a bunch of like really cool creative uh, designers online that had like really exceptional work, and like all of that stuff was like really inspiring to me. And I think in sort of like looking at all the cool resources and all the cool things I see on Dribbble and Behance. Um, I think I was sort of able to sort of like hack a poor man's version to sort of like illustrate like the concept that we we're trying to go for. Um, they since like fleshed it out in greater detail since then, but I think it was enough to sort of like you know illustrate the concept.
0: So that process of going through uh, and and the idea and then problem and then research and design and taking to the final sort of first iteration of a product is what made you. Or do you fall in love with this?
1: Yes, I don't know if I could say back then that my process was as that crisp. Uh, it was again; it was just very sort of hacked together. Um, I think it's been 10x more refined since then. Yeah. Um, but I think so. I think just falling in love with like, okay, what can this be? And just like being curious about like the opportunities that this could like potentially solve. I mean, sorry, the opportunities that this product can potentially solve. Yeah. Uh the problem that That's a awesome. user may have. Yeah. That's awesome.
0: So looking back on your decisions and like career or life, uh what would you say like is something that uh you re in hindsight you think it was a good decision?
1: All of it. Every single part of my journey. Nice. Um from freelancing in my earlier career to then taking a leap and moving to Charlotte to work at EMC and then EY. And then getting a call from Ryan Coziel to say, like, hey, you should come out to San Francisco and work at Uber. And then me just saying, sure, let's let's do it. Um, and this is definitely, like, a simplified version of, like, my background. But I think in everything that's happened till now has always been um, has been good lessons to learn. Um, and so I think that's,
0: yeah, I would say that. So would you say in the same token that there are pretty much nothing you which you would have done differently because looking back everything has been a, a lesson or a learning experience even if it was a mistake as some would call it but in your in your mind it would not be like that
1: yeah yeah absolutely cool That's absolutely awesome.
0: so to close this out what is next for racing what is on the horizon
1: i don't know I don't know if I know what's on the horizon, but I will say that I am trusting the process and continuing to iterate on my own personal design process and refining some of my hard and soft skills, and we'll see where that leads me.
0: Awesome. Great answer. And also, a bonus question. What would you recommend to people out there? Uh, It could be a resource. could be something entertaining, something educational. It could be something cool, mind-expanding. Or it could be, you know, a book or a movie. It could be anything, a website. Anything that comes to mind in terms of helping people grow, both professionally or in life in general, um, something that comes to mind.
1: Yeah. uh, I don't know if it's necessarily like a book. I think there's lots of books and software and things that you can, like, learn and read. I would say... uh, Find a skill that you want to get better at and then just continue to do it every single day. Yeah. I, I think you did something similar. You did Framer did. for 100 days. I, didn't. Yeah, yeah. I did, yeah. 100
0: days of Framer. You did something similar for yeah. UI, right? Yeah. The UI challenge. Did. Yeah.
1: And it was great. And in doing it and having to force myself to do it every single day, I definitely learned a ton in that process and I'm sure you have as well. And I would say to do that, pick something that you want to get better at and just do that for 100 days.
0: Sweet. Yeah. Great. On that note, we're gonna close it out. Thanks for listening, and this has been another episode of High Fidelity. I really enjoy this. You should do a, an outtake
1: of just like random chatter.
0: We should. I have. I mean, for my next episode, which I'm gonna release, is gonna be a little bit chatter in the beginning, just so that people can ease in. So it's like a conversation that eases into a podcast. So that's gonna be like some background noise, and, uh, intro music, and then boom. Love it. There we have. Our oh, this yeah. is
1: great.